everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Today, we're looking at the life of Joseph, specifically the portion of his life recorded in Genesis 40 and most of 41. We're talking all about dreams. What was their purpose? How did God communicate through dreams? And should we still have dreams today? When I was a kid, probably in about the third grade, I would have this dream that I won a contest through Radio Disney where Hilary Duff would get to come shopping with me at the mall and I'd get to spend the day with her. That was my dream, period. Now, Radio Disney never ran such a contest And I had never, never, ever seen in real life anyone get the opportunity to hang out with their favorite star from Disney Channel. But that was what I would dream about. And it's silly, honestly, embarrassing to say that as a kid, that was my biggest dream and aspiration. But I think sometimes, as adults, people today, we have dreams, but they're so taboo that we're afraid to articulate them. Maybe they're more like goals. And when we use the word dream... What we mean is a deep desire, something that we really want. We might mean a goal, like a position we'd hope to uh, hope to hold, or something we'd like to achieve, or an opportunity we'd like to have. That's what we typically think about when we think about dreams. Now, we also all know about bad dreams, like a nightmare or a night terror. When I was a kid, my little brother would get horrible night terrors where he'd run around the house screaming thinking somebody was chasing him or something, it'd wake us all up. My poor parents had to deal with that, calm him down. And he'd never remember what he was dreaming about, but they'd be super bad. And I mentioned that because we tend to categorize dreams into two categories, aspirations or nightmares. But if we take that lens and apply it to the scriptures, we could get ourselves into trouble. We could get ourselves into trouble because in the scriptures, we see God using dreams as a means by which he speaks to people. And the difference between us today and those we read about in the Bible is that we have the entirety of God's word. We have the written scriptures. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that God couldn't speak to us through a dream today because who am I to determine what God can or cannot do? However, it is incredibly important that we note that we, unlike those who lived in Joseph's day, have God's word. So we can test every dream, every thought, every idea, every feeling, fear. We can test it against God's word. And the question is, is what I'm thinking about, are the things my mind is running toward in line with God's word? Or are those thoughts, feelings, bad dreams, fears, aspirations, goals from the enemy, from sin, from my flesh? It's important to note that we're instructed in Romans 12 to take every thought captive. Do not be conformed to the ways of this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God. So here in Genesis 40, we are seeing in some sense, Joseph model this idea of testing as he interprets the dream. His context just looks different than ours as he didn't have the word of God to test this dream against. So what we see in Joseph is a unique gifting to interpret dreams and determine what is the will of God. A question all of us ask. 
Joseph, however, was resourced differently than us. Again, not having the written word of God. So as we look at the story, we have to, have to, have to, have to recognize that God is uniquely and mightily at work in and through Joseph. This wasn't something he did out of his own strength. The ability to interpret was the gift of God. And it's important for us to think about dreams rightly because if we get this wrong, we get dreams wrong, we might find ourselves asking, is God still good if this dream doesn't come true? Did I interpret a dream wrong and now I've been spending months or years working in the wrong direction? Or if I don't have spiritual dreams, does that mean I'm not experiencing all that God has for me? When we get dreams wrong, when we think about them incorrectly, doubt can very, very easily creep into our minds and hearts today, giving the enemy an opportunity to introduce mistrust into our relationship with God. In today's chapter, we see Joseph interpret the dreams of two men, starting in verse 4. Both of them, the cupbearer and the baker of the king of Egypt, who were confined in the prison, had a dream the same night. Verse 8. They told him, they told Joseph, we both had dreams, but there's no one to interpret them. And Joseph responds, don't interpretations belong to God? Tell them to me. That's important. Don't interpretations belong to God? Joseph interprets the dream. The story moves on. And in verse 23, we read, Pharaoh's chief cupbearer, however, forgot all about Joseph, never giving him another thought. But God was still at work because in chapter 41, after some time had passed, the king's chief cupbearer remembered Joseph. We read in the NLT, starting in verse 8. The next morning, Pharaoh was very disturbed by the dreams, so he called for all the magicians and the wise men of Egypt. When Pharaoh told them his dreams, not one of them could tell him what they meant. That's important. Not one of them could tell Pharaoh what his dream meant. So we keep reading. Finally, the king's chief cupbearer spoke up. Today I have been reminded of my failure, he told Pharaoh. Some time ago, verse 10, you were angry with the chief baker and me, and you imprisoned us in the palace of the captain of the guard. One night, the chief baker and I each had a dream, and each dream had its own meaning. There was a young Hebrew man with us in the prison who was a slave of the captain of the guard. We told him our dreams, and he told us what each of our dreams meant, and everything happened just as he had predicted. Now what's neat is that when Pharaoh calls for Joseph, he gets all cleaned up. He's, he's out of the prison. He's needed. Pharaoh's like, you're the guy. I can hear you help me. And if I'm Joseph, like I'm milking that for all it's worth. I've been stuck in prison. I need a shave. I need a shower. And Pharaoh needs me. He gets me clean clothes. He gets me shaved. He gets me clean, cleaned up. How can I make Pharaoh need me more? That's where my head would go. Like suddenly this situation is all about me because this dream situation is getting me out of prison. But Joseph responds with, with this in verse 16. It is beyond my power to do this, he replied. But God can tell you what it means and set you at ease. So there's, that's important. I'm going to read that verse again. Verse 16, it's beyond my power to do this, Joseph replies. But God, God can tell you what it means and set you at ease. So there's two things at play here, the dream and the interpretation of the dream. So in the story of Joseph shows us that the events we're reading about in these two chapters don't put on display the talents, ingenuity, or inclinations of humans. It is God powerfully at work. As Pharaoh says in verse 38, can we find anyone else like this man so obviously filled with the Spirit of God? 
can we find anyone else? He's filled with the spirit of God. Verse 39, then Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has revealed the meaning of the dreams to you, clearly no one else is as intelligent or wise as you are. Because of God, you will be in charge of my court and all my people will take orders from you. Only I sitting on my throne will have a rank higher than yours. So what do we do with this? For one, this dream interpretation scenario was a series of events God used to move Joseph from prison into a prominent position next to Pharaoh. God used these dreams to move Joseph from prison into a prominent position of leadership next to Pharaoh. That's critical. Remember, there are prescriptive and descriptive events all throughout the scriptures, all throughout the story of the Bible. And here we read an account of something that happened through one individual rather than reading an instruction that all of God's people were to emulate Joseph's behavior. Joseph was the only one, the only one Pharaoh could find with this ability, and all the credit was given to God. Often, we can let the gifts God has given us bolster pride and false confidence in ourselves. But 1 Peter 4.10 in the NLT says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. The ability to interpret a dream did not make much of Joseph. Instead, it made much of the God he served, and it was an ability that actually served as a catalyst to a future event that what Joseph's brothers meant for evil, God would use for good. This, this event, this circumstance, this God-given ability to interpret the dreams opened the door for Joseph to lead, leave prison and find favor in Egypt. Now, do we see God using dreams today? Again, I'm not going to put my neck out on the line and tell you what God can or cannot do. However, there are a few principles I'm certain of, and an article from Got Questions sums it up kind of like this. We must keep in mind, the article reads, that the Bible is complete, having revealed everything we need to know from now until eternity. This is not to say that God does not work miracles or even speak through dreams today, but anything God says, this is so important, Anything God says, whether through a dream, a vision, impression, or a quote-unquote still small voice, will agree completely with what he has already revealed in his word. Dreams cannot usurp the authority of scripture. They cannot contradict it. They cannot add to it. They must be fully and completely supported by the written word of God that we, we have, we have access to. The article continues, in scripture, whenever anyone experienced a dream from God, God always made the meaning of the dream clear, whether directly to the person, through an angel, or through another messenger. That's Genesis 45 through 11, which we're in today, Daniel 2.45 and Daniel 4.19. When God speaks to us, the article concludes, when God speaks to us, he makes sure his message is clearly understood. So that said, a better question than does God still use dreams or should I ask someone to be interpreting my dreams is what messages has God already clearly conveyed to me and am I listening to them? What messages has God already clearly conveyed to me 
and am I listening? That's all we got time for today. But as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.